Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. I'm in the garden again. Um, I, I'm not doing that again. Uh, oh, look at this one. Oh, what's happened here? Uh <laughs> Hi, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we've got Mick Wright coming up in a minute. Um, and then one or two bits of any other business. Uh, I, I, are you all right? I'm travelling back on Wednesday. So I have to keep this brief because I've got to go and get my PCR test. Um, my mother's not looking forward to it. Getting drilled in the nasal cavity. Uh, memories. Uh, so, um, well, look, here he is. Here's Mick Wright. Every day the papers pop out and the streams of hate. The fifth column's propaganda they will propagate. But who can penetrate the ramparts of the fourth estate? Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy. Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broken Bottle Boy. How are you? Are you all right? I am fine. I'm in Northern Good. Ireland. You are in Northern Ireland now? Okay. Yes. yes, I was just writing about racism. And then I yeah. remembered I needed to talk to you. My favourite. <laughs> no, <what? laughs> no, I'd like. I like. I'm happy with that, um, Monica. Everyone's favourite racist. Um, should we talk about the thing? Did you source it? <laughs> Did you, have you got a contact? Yes, I'm drinking a lovely cup of tea right now. Oh yeah, for the for the tea. Yeah, for the tea. That's right. For for the Barry's tea. Barry's lovely tea. Well, um. Now, you are, of course, everyone's favourite uh, dog-hating squaddy. That's right. That's right. I uh, despise dogs. Following on from your newsletter across the weekend, where you talked about the pen-farthing um, dog fracker. Yes, and his many, many, many fans online. Uh, were you really baptised in a ship's bell? Yes, I was. Uh, is that like a thing? I don't. I don't know. Like how often they do it, but my dad was in the navy. My mom and dad were both in the navy, and uh, yeah, it's pictures of me. It's on 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 board um, HMS Yarmouth. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah. By a ca- by by, I believe the ca- like the captain was involved in the ceremony. I think there was also a priest. But you know. well, I hope so for your sake, babe. And I'm going to do a little prayer for you tonight. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, the, so he is we'll, with the angles now. <laughs> um, we love you. Um, I'll I'll find you. Yeah, cat for bunch. Do you know what a cat for bunch is? No, I don't. I don't know. It's uh, a bunch of flowers presented to a partner by way of uh, an attempt at atonement. 
Oh, from um, like a, there's been from, hastily from like arrested a, from a traffic light. Twenty four hour, twenty four hour. No, 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 no. From 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 literally like oh, a, literally. a bollard or something where they've right, been from sellotaped on. Yeah. Oh, that's bleak. You're with the angles that's now. Bleak. Yeah. Yeah. Cat for bunch. Uh, just don't ask me what a Bromley tickle is. Anyway, um, oh we all love an animal story, don't we? Just and 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 you know, Keir Starmer still desperately waiting to be able to brutally murder. Geronimo the alpaca is uh, <laughs> probably delighted to hear that there's more potential uh, victims for his killing spree. He should maybe get like a budgie or something. Like he needs an animal. Everyone oh, I mean, would love him if he had an animal. He grew up around the donkey sanctuary, didn't he? So. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, well, there you go. Do that then. But um, yeah. so yes, a sort of a schism opened with the government. Uh, and the, and the press, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting. This is a really interesting one because, like, nobody really comes out of it that well. So, Paul Penn Farthing is a former marine, and he set up an animal shelter in Kabul, and then he's been all over the papers like a pissing puppy this week um, with this <laughs> campaign to get himself and his animals and his Afghan staff out of the country. Uh, spoiler: He and the animals have got out of the country. The Afghan staff haven't. Maybe um, called Operation Ark. Uh, and so that obviously there's been a lot of uh, various, uh, you know, you, on the one side, you've got um, who I've decided to call the penisters who are um, very, uh, you know, this kind of emotionalist, you know, highly emotive thing about we've got to get these animals out. You know, I love dogs. Um, I love dogs, love dogs, love them. I love, uh, dogs. I love dogs, right? Yeah. But, um, can, I more, can, can you pass more bacon? I love dogs. Yeah, but... <laughs> But but basically, what's, what happened yesterday is that um, a uh, voice message that uh, Penfiling had sent to um, a uh, special advisor to Ben Wallace, the defence secretary, a guy called Peter Quentin, um, was uh, shockingly leaked to uh, to the Mail, the Sunday Times, and the Telegraph. Wow! Uh, Sunday, tele- curious that they all got hold of this. Yeah, uh, voice a weird message. kind of scattergun leak there. Yeah, curious. Impossible to tell why those particular papers were chosen. But anyway, um, in it, he he swears a lot. Expletive ridden, foul mouthed tirade. Foul mouthed, foul mouthed rant. Yeah, classic. Uh, what I really enjoy is the way that um, papers like the Times, you know, censor the f word. Um, so it's like a really easy game of hangman. <laughs> um, so you know. E. Oh. Okay. Hey, um, no. <laughs> Let's okay. see what Mr. Chips is doing in the in the, in the video. <laughs> oh man, I had to I had to I had to draw some old style uh, Mr. Chips animations for Did a show you? I worked on called TV Awful. I remember that show. Yeah, I I, worked, I, I produced and directed the second series of that show, um, and uh, one of the phrases we came up with was was not a million miles away from Pen Farthings expletives yes. it, was, it was something or other me till i no i can't say any of it i can't say any of it carry on so so anyway the the thing the thing for this is is two things right Thank one you. i i think that um the pen filing thing is, is is quite ridiculous in the sense that the afghan staff have not got out but the animals have right mm. but um, no one cares and, about that right no and there is a good argument to say that his um his campaign and the campaign by his um, supporters distracted uh, civil servants and 
military uh, personnel who were trying to get more people out of Afghanistan. But you can also say, well, this wouldn't have been such a huge problem if the evacuation hadn't have been, you know, bungled by the incompetent prime minister and, you know, the part time foreign secretary, uh, the dunderheaded mm. um, Dominic Raab. Do you and mean so- like mentally part time? Uh, yeah, mentally, he's, he's physically, just, mm. he, he's he's um, you know, and I don't know if you saw the clip of the two of them having a little chuckle about how many emails they've received from people desperate to escape Afghanistan, um, which horrifying. was uh, pretty horrifying. So what's essentially happened here is I don't, you know, and there's a lot of people who like pen, like and 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 are on in favour of pen filing, but I essentially think he is a bit of an entitled insert expletive Nicely here done. and um and he has uh, you know he his his role in this has ended up um using resources that could be of use and used by others because what his defenders will say is oh well yeah but he got a, a private plane um chartered so that that hasn't um, affected resources but of course Kabul airport um, I was talking to people who who work in who've worked in the aviation industry, and, and you know, and, and run airports, e- including airports during evacuations. And they will say, "No, you can't just say we're bringing in another plane. It's all yeah. fine." You know, yeah. it's actually very complicated, particularly in a in a in, a, in an emergency situation. But what's yeah. happened here is the right wing press have turned their fire on him um, on the same day that the Observer reported that thousands of emails to the Foreign Office about the evacuation went unread, including emails flagged up by government ministers. Um, Home Secretary, leader of the opposition. So you've got one annoying bloke ends up being sort of the focus of of yeah. the blame and yeah. of the and and you know I was punishing myself yesterday by listening to Times Radio and every twenty <laughs> minutes they were going, we've got the um and here's the audio of Pen Farthing and and what do you think you know a rent a guest that we've got on and I think it's appalling because you know he um, he. Uh, valued animals lives over humans it's like okay yeah but the other way of looking at it is he had he and his supporters have used the exact same tactics that the government and the tabloids regularly use of focusing on cuddly animals you know the sun knows its readers prefer cuddly animals to refugees that it demonizes on a daily basis and actually, the sun went with the headline, Homeward Hound, Pen Farthing's Plane Leaves Afghanistan with 173 dogs attacked no. after heartbreak at leaving staff behind. Now, the other thing to pretty, there's a couple of funny-ish aspects to this, I think. One is um, that they're um, calling, uh, Pen Farthing is being called within Whitehall, Pet Dick, uh, because, the Pet Dick because right. of how much they don't like him. And the other one, it, which is not funny, but sort of grotesque, is it, it's likely that most of these animals that have been got back will end up being either put in quarantine for an extremely long time or put down. Uh, oh, so no. No, no, no. I'm taking because, no. Because rabies is endemic in Afghanistan. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, you've got like people bringing up the story of Annie, who was dubbed Britain's loneliest elephant? Mm. Uh, Blackie the donkey, who we talked about recently, didn't we? Um, mm. So uh, the whole thing is a mess. But I think it's a really il- interesting illustration of how um, the press can work to in defence of uh, of the government by the government leaking this um, foul-mouthed round, yeah. yeah. and then shifting the focus of the story to look at this guy. And so you then have an argument between the 
animal lovers, uh, like you say, chewing on their bacon sandwich on a Sunday morning to say mm. how sad it is. And the um, Rotom Press saying, this guy, this guy is the one reason it all went to shit, rather than, you know, yeah. uh, actually a government that has run this, um, run this evacuation appallingly. So it's a kind of, it, it's just a, like a classic... Um, model of the of a of a of how the British newspapers will engage and uh, collaborate in a smear essentially. I don't yes. know you need to smear this guy. I think it was pretty old. You know, I think his own actions were um, enough. But you know, yeah. it's, a, it's yeah, yeah. just curious. It's just curious to have his voicemail, you know, released and being played on the radio every fifteen minutes. But it's also uh, a great uh, case in point of the house always wins. Uh, yeah. whereby, you know, sure, uh, this guy's doing this thing, fine, we'll just do that to deflect from all our other deficiencies. Well, you know, the house always wins. Yeah, and I think, I, I think the thing is, it's kind of a bit cheap and, and a bit obvious of them to say, look at this guy, he's, um, he's a self-aggrandising and self-serving, self-interested, and he's just using cheap emotionalism. And then you think, well, that's what the government does on a daily basis. It's what the tabloids do on a daily basis. The Daily Mail exists only on cheap emotionalism. It mm. either wants to make you angry or go, look at this little bird that has broken its wing or this hedgehog that was found covered in clay or whatever. It's just like, <laughs> you know, meanwhile. And, and the other thing that drives me crazy with this kind of stuff. It's actually covered our, in cubes of cheese, but carry on. Both from our government and from the newspapers is they're extremely selective on... Um, when they decide to weep big salty tears about women's rights or um, mm. the suppression of human rights. Because, yes, the Taliban now in control of Afghanistan again and, you know, you know hardly likely to win, you know, the Jermaine Greer Award for feminist thought. Mm. But we don't write about... The, the papers rarely write about Saudi Arabia. And, in fact, papers like the, the, the Telegraph have taken money to run um, advertorials about how great Saudi Arabia is. You know, because yeah. they're our ally, the, the, the human rights and women's rights in, Afga in Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia are very comparable. But of course, Saudi Arabia buys a lot of weapons from us. So they're great. Good lads. And yeah. we definitely don't talk about their um, heavy involvement in 9-11 and most of the terrorism from, you know, that has occurred since the late 90s till right now. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Well, I think you're right that it's it's um, puppies. Another chirpy, humorous line from me this morning. <laughs> we should have a sort of squash ladder with like puppies, alpacas, children, women, black people, immigrants. Yeah. You know, and we can just sort of slide them up and down. But I, I reckon puppies are always going to be. Yeah, I mean, a top puppy's of right to life is, you know, I mean, it, 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 essentially, it, it's like they're doing a calculus and saying, okay. Uh, one puppy, yeah, a hundred, hundred and fifty Afghan children. I mean, yeah, yeah. literally the same. And yet, I eat off the floor, and then we everywhere, and I get thrown out of the bingo hall. Um, Mick, thank you for that. You were talking. You you were saying you were going to talk about another thing that you were going to do this okay, morning. Yeah, I've been so this refreshing I, my inbox frantically for your newsletter. Oh, I, haven't I haven't finished it, it yet. No, I was I writing it, it while I was talking to you. Um, so the one that will come out later today is about there's a new um, campaign. It's not really a campaign. It's like some 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 right wing wing bats. Uh, wingnuts from um, in academia, all the usual people have set up a new site called History Reclaimed, which is going to be about stopping um, such lies as Churchill was a racist. Right. Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't the nation's favourite, that's me. 
so yes, of course. Okay. And, and so, anyways, this Professor Robert Toombs, who is a, um, who is a, uh, um, uh, emeritus professor of history at uh, at the um, at, at Cambridge. My favourite. He, he he regularly writes these things about how oh the Marxists, the cultural Marxists, are distorting history for their own purposes. Uh, you know, completely ignoring the fact that you know he's he's involved in his own. Um, narrative that he likes and his narrative of history is essentially everything that he saw in um, movie matinees you know on a Sunday afternoon as a child <laughs> is correct and so you yeah. have this thing where he says well Churchill wasn't racist and um, it's only a 21st century affectation to believe that Churchill was racist now I, I've just been uh, there's just a few examples right so I was looking back and thinking okay well let's see if this is true so in um in, 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 in May 1954, uh, Violet Bonham Carter, who's a friend of Churchill's, asked him about a Labour Party delegation visiting China. And Churchill said, I hate people with slit eyes and pigtails. I don't like the look of them or the smell of them. Mm. Uh, he called India the beastliest... He was talking about the Labour Party, though, I think. Yeah. He called people from India the beastliest people in the world next to the Germans and told Leo Amory, who's another Conservative um, um, uh, politician, a be that they were a beastly people with a beastly religion. And at mm. the time of the Bengal famine, uh, Churchill put stockpiling food in Britain ahead of feeding people there because he told Amory that aid would accomplish little because Indians bred like rabbits. Uh, mm. And everyone um, loves rabbits. And and Amory wrote in his diary, because the the thing that they'll say is, well, yeah, but this was just um, what people thought back then. But actually, there's a whole load of Tories of the time who thought that Churchill's views on this stuff were really extreme. And Amory wrote in his diary, on the subject of India, Winston's not quite sane. I do not see much difference between his outlook and Hitler's. Wow. And Violet Bonham Carter wrote in her diaries, he was, alas, very anti-black. Uh, US Vice, Pres Vice President um, Henry Wallace recorded in his diary uh, that he had attempted to challenge uh, Churchill about the notion of Anglo-Saxon superiority. And Churchill, having drunk quite a bit of whiskey, which is pretty much what he did every day, mm. said, why be apologetic about Anglo-Saxon superiority? We are superiority. We're superior. We had a common heritage which have worked out over the centuries in England and have been perfected by the American Constitution. And then in 1937, this is the last part I'll, I'll, I'll just give you for this is that he he said um i don't admit that a great wrong has been done to the red indians of america or the black people of australia i do not admit that it was wrong um for these people to have been uh, subjugated by a stronger race a higher grade race a more worldly wise race that had come in and taken their place and in 1954 he backed a slogan keep england white in an attempt to prevent immigration from the west indies but you'd be a fool mm. to ever suggest he was racist mm. now the thing that i think is really interesting about this is the the notion that you can't say that hitler uh, sorry that churchill is racist mm. um can't wasn't something that the right wing was saying only even about 10 years ago. So I, in, in the research for this edition I'm writing now, found a review published by The Spectator in 2010 of a, of a series of um, Churchill uh, biographies. And the first line of the piece says, Winston Churchill was a racist. But you wouldn't get The Spectator publishing that now. Instead, mm. they published like countless articles about how dare people claim Hitler was, uh, Churchill was racist. I keep saying Hitler, I don't. Hitler was definitely racist. Um, why was you know, how dare people change ch ch claim Churchill was racist? It's ridiculous. It's cultural Marxism. It's wokeism gone mm. mad. But uh, literally ten years ago, they mm. were happy to publish a piece that said, "Oh yeah, no, it was definitely racist." Yeah. Um, but what's happened is with this, with, with the prosecution of the culture war on, that they are, you know, engaged in now, they have to have an an enemy without, you know, and an enemy within. So they'll say. 
oh yeah, these people, these historians, they distort everything. And you go, well, no, they don't really, you distort it for you your do. purposes. You and, do. But, and you, but you don't want anyone else to. You don't want anyone else to have it. And it's, they, they have this thing where they say, well, we're just about, um, we're just about, uh, you know, honest, narr- telling the honest truth and not narratives like these people. And it's like, mm. no, you pick and choose your facts the same. All historians do to a certain extent say this is how i see it based on the facts you know here's some evidence to support my view of it yeah there is a there is a sort of terrifying syndrome at the moment where each side of any debate now accuses the other one of exactly the same thing yeah it's just like you are you are that's all we're saying now in you know florid ways but it's uh, it's the same principle yeah so anyway, that's going to be coming out later today. But it's 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 really interesting because because of course the Times and the Telegraph have gone big on this because a vast amount of their output, not just in the comment sections but in the news sections as well, is defined by this um, central thesis that there is a kind of that the woke are yeah. in control, even though the right wing is in is is in uh, engage, currently engaged in a march through the cultural institutions when you look at the bbc now led by a uh, a tory donor and a former tory council candidate uh, when you look at ofcom where they're trying to install paul dacre as the head of ofcom when you look at the mm-hmm. fact that we are in to the 11th year of a of a tory government but that kind of but it, because the times and telegraph need their readers to be perpetually scared you mm. cannot say, well, basically, the right's in the ascendancy and the left are, have very little influence. That doesn't work. So you no. have to have this notion that, oh, There's well, a monster everything coming. is being ruined by the woke. You know, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's the reds under the bed left. So now you've got to have, you know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know. There's not a good rhyme for the woke. No, I can't think of one. Um, the woke <clears throat> in the cow poke. I don't know. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to, but listen, with the Telegraph and the Times, it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to say it with conviction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again and again and again. Well, um, thank you very much, uh, Mick Wright, who uh, would rather we were all speaking German today. Um, uh, That's absolutely correct. 100% yes. correct. Yeah. It's a beautiful language, Jake. It's a beautiful language. Oh, here language. we go. Here we go. Um, it's the Meccano of languages. I love it. They're just like add one word onto another till it becomes, I mean, you know. Speaking as the nation's favourite racist, I hate German. I hate the German language. I'm much more of a French nut myself. Yeah, of course. Of course you are. Of course it's because you you're are. part of them. It's because you're caught of part of the metropolitan liberal elite, mate. That's, That's right, what you mate. are. Yeah, elite. I see you. It's got a nice ring to it. Right. Um, everyone should go to your newsletter. I haven't been very coherent, but you've been amazing. It's uh, brokenbottleboy.substack.com. I did that bit all right. Um, you did. did and, I, and will you be playing my jingle before you play this out? I hope Of course so. I will. Of course I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, still yeah. regret that I didn't ask you to do something much more annoying to you. I was trying to be annoying, and then do it turns you, out that Klezma music was bang on your... It's all I have. Bang. It's all I know. <laughs> Just endlessly... Jaunty in a minor key. That's all I can yeah. do. Um, you, I, I keep thinking, you know, maybe one day we'll we'll do a refresh. You never know. What would you yeah. go for? What would you go for uh, next time? 90s rave track. Oh, come on. You see my haircut. <laughs> I'm dying in the world 90s. 
Right, Mick, have a good day. Good luck getting that thing, yeah? yeah good luck say, getting that You th- mean bags and bags of Tato crisps? No, I mean... It- how long do you think we'll keep this bit up? Until you get one. Until you get one. And you can launch your culture war. Right. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I'm just off to the woods now to Stay start safe training. out there. Okay, all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broker Bottle Boy. Mick Wright, a.k.a. Broker Bottle Boy. Dog-hating, Churchill-bashing Mick Wright there. Um, one or two bits and pieces here uh, on the Patreons only podcast uh, the idea got floated uh, that we should all do our best chicken impressions um, I think it was Jem suggested that uh, I checked WhatsApp this morning uh, not a sausage, one deleted message from Jane um, But um, so there's still plenty of time if you want to get your best chicken impression in um, <laughs> I just want to do that uh, that was with me and cousin Davy and Hannah has emailed. It's not today at swanburst.com saying um, a couple of Fridays ago, there's some discussion about there not being a song for the cousin's yap uh, here for what it's worth with the naffness rating of 11 is my offering. It goes to the verse and then chorus of Lord of the Dance. Um, okay, we'll give it a go. That's oh, my thing. making a weird noise. We listen on a Monday fresh and bright to hear the thoughts of Jacob McWright. We listen on a Wednesday, sometimes it's John. He tries not to swear and the pod goes on. It's more Mick, I think you'll find, is, is this up the sweary end. And we love Cousin Davey. He is the king of the oral oddity. So we listen on a Friday full of glee and thank our stars for the producer, Julie. It's good. I don't know if I made that scan right, but, um, you know, we we staggered through it, didn't we? Take care and stay safe, says Hannah. Good. Well done. Uh, We've had some emails from uh, Hedy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, Heart in mouth. Um... Where where's the Why is it making a weird noise? Can you hear the weird noise? I don't know. Just hit it. Uh dear Jape, I want to have a fight. Who would you recommend? I don't want to meet anyone with a musket though. Uh PS I attempted to stop Lou Reed. I didn't, I'm sorry. Um there you go. That's uh That's the caliber of, of stuff coming through. Uh if you've got anything to add to that conversation <laughs> It's not today, it's Swan Burst dot com um i'm sort of looking forward to getting back to routine now you know this has all been fun it has been really fun um but it'll be nice to kind of get my teeth back into the podcast and uh sort it all out and you know be a bit more present guys he's just not present you know what i mean he's just not very present um don't forget to follow on whatever social media your platforms you use be it twitter be it instagram um bake it vegans um, it's, you don't have to be vegan it's just going to be a fun sort of wraparound thing with the Great British Bake Off um, it's, uh, the more I think about it the more I realise it's a quite terrifying commitment to make um, but uh, there it is, I've made it I'll have to follow through now um, so uh, follow that for updates on that, there, uh, this and that and, th- and there then um, I fed two cats and a little flotilla of chicks this morning uh, can't argue with that, can you? I will see you on Wednesday for my final show from France for a while. Um, perhaps a good thing. All right, bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.